amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome to the Virtual Cafe, the Shagilola Salami Show. I'm your host, Shagilola Salami. Who have I got here today? You have Michael Ross. Oh, hello, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing good. Perfect. Uh, what would you like to have? I would like to have an English toffee cappuccino. English toffee cappuccino. Little human, do we have a little uh, English coffee cha- uh, cappuccino? She threw my phone on the floor. I think she'll go and have a look in the cupboard. I hope you're not in a hurry, though. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I said, I hope you're not in a hurry for your drink. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, English toffee cappuccino. Okay, right, so she's going to, she's gone. She's had a little drop for a second, um, and then she's going to, she's going to have, go and have a check. Uh, she's got her pre-birthday present, because the little human turns two tomorrow. Can you imagine? It's just, the time she's gone really quickly, and she's got a nice little mini scooter. So Poe from the Teletubbies has a red scooter. And every time we're going out, she's always she's just trying to take someone else's scooter. So she's got hers, you know, pre pre birthday scooter, and that's what's she's found that it's like it was so amazing, right? I've never seen her so excited. When he came out of the box, there was this massive smile on her face, and she was just jumping and jumping and jumping. I was like, okay, what can I get the little human? I need to get her something else so that I could just see that jumping, 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 jumping. <laughs> She sounds <laughs> She is. She is. So at the moment, she's she's touching and doing something with the scooter. Um, but we'll let her finish that, and then she'll go get your drink. Um, okay. so tell me, whilst we're waiting, tell me a bit about yourself, Michael. Well, the the first thing is, um, I'm a husband and father. That's a, the first thing. Um, I have a beautiful wife named Brittany, and I have four kids. So I have a six year old, a four year old, a two year old and a four-month-old, and the four-month-old we call wow. we call Squishy because he is like this little chubby ball, and, and every time you hold him, you feel like you're squishing into something, so we call him Squishy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then they're also Squishy and stuff, and does he have that nice baby smell? You're like, oh, you're oh, so edible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You just want just wanna to nibble on his cheeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what did you say? Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying um, that's that's the that's the the biggest and most important part of my life. And then, um, yeah, after that, um, I'm an author and speaker. So okay. that's that's the main things I do. And a networker, which basically means I connect people with people and in business. Mm-hmm. And um, I do it for profit sometimes, but sometimes I do it just to help someone out. Yeah. Um, I own a couple businesses. I started a nonprofit organization called The Roots Project. The Roots Project is meant to help kids develop yeah. in, in leadership and character. I have uh, an artificial grass business 
where uh, we sell different applications of artificial grass. And then I have my, yeah. it's called the Mainstream Leadership Network, where um, yeah. I am the president and founder of that. And we do leadership and character development training. Uh, we do success yeah. training, culture training. So that's, that's a little bit about uh, my entities, but I'm just a guy who, who wants to help people live fulfilled, impactful lives. So that's a little bit about me, and, and uh, I, I, uh, that's it. <laughs> Well, it sounds very, very interesting. What I'm interested in, first of all, is when did your little human turn to? Um, my turn two? Yes, because you said you've got a two-year-old as well. Yes, she turned two in February. So uh, her Aww. name is her name is Brinley, and she's she's a doll. She is a little doll. Can't keep oh, her so hands off her little brother, though. <laughs> <laughs> Kids named with B because you said Brinley and then the blue, the baby boy, he is what? Very excited with a B. He's four months. His name is Brogan and he's four months old. Yeah, so do all your kids' names start with a B? No. Um, my oldest, his name is Zayden. Okay. And then the set, the four year old's name is Quint. She is, uh, she's also a little doll too, but uh, my girls are in between and my boys are on the outside, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> that's the only bit that I'm dreading, you know. It's like, I just think, I'm not sure what it is because I was a screamer when I was a toddler. Oh um, and I just don't know how my dad put up with oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, my parents used to say this. They'd say, parents aren't interested in justice. They just want quiet. <laughs> 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 and my wife and I sometimes, We'll sit around and, and it, when the kids aren't around, and we'll just look at each other and say, "Can you hear that?" And and she'll go, "No," and I go, "I can't either." Isn't that awesome? This silence is the most amazing thing. So <laughs> <laughs> my friends have said to me that I should just enjoy because the little human that I've got, she doesn't really speak much yet. Um, mm -hmm. She's got loads of different words, but she doesn't put sentences yet. And we're sort of hoping that by the time she turns two in a month, that's when the proper sentence will be like, you would need to go and get earbuds, right? Because seriously, <laughs> once she starts, she's not stopping. At all. Oh, and even now, she tries, she tries, and you just see the, the facial expressions, and you're like, oh my God, I can just imagine when she starts speaking, right? I will be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you what, you being an author, um, you, you're probably going to read to her a lot, so her verbal comprehension will probably be very high, and so she's gonna she's gonna talk up a storm, probably in her in her mid two years. So, uh, well, tell me, you've written two books. You said what were the what were those books about? So the, the first one's called Overcoming the Character Deficit, and it's really, it's focused on America and, and I mean, okay. the world at large, but what I wanted to do was show Americans, there's all this talk about, you know, the decay of our society and the economic system and capitalism and, you know, democracy being, at, you know, being attacked. And really what I wanted, what I wanted to show in that book was, it's not really an attack on our economic system, it comes down to moral character that the reason we've had so many issues in our country over the last 40 years has been um, because of a, a moral decay, a, a character decay, where people 
you know, don't do what they say they're going to do anymore. Uh, mm. People don't have common mm. honor and respect for one another. And that's, mm. if you watch this, abs- I mean, this debacle of a presidential debate, <laughs> it is, it's like watching big time wrestling. <laughs> it's horrible. And, and so um, it just proves my point that the main problem is that, you know, people have value. And if we don't respect and honor one another, even we don't have to agree on everything. I'm sure you and I, as we become friends, you know, we're not going to agree on everything, but I still honor and respect you because as a human being, you have dignity in life. And if we start there, then we can work together. We don't have to agree on everything, but we can find the things we do agree on and work together. So that's, that's the biggest thing I wanted to get across in the book is that character is much needed. And then the second book I wrote was called A Clear View, mm. and it's on uh, self-image. Okay. So self-image in, in business people as well as adolescents is a major problem with what a person becomes because, you know, we got the, these little voices in our head uh, and the voices on the outside of us that are constantly trying to beat us down. And so what I try to do in that book is give, give people the tools to have self-confidence. And, and to yes. have confidence, to have um, other-mindedness, meaning they, they look look to the outside. In order to get fulfillment, they look to serve others and not just serve themselves. And when you serve others, the research shows that you, in turn, feel really good about yourself. And so I tried to, to do kind of a – it's kind of a – it reads like a workbook. There's a lot of stories and analogies in the book. But I wanted mm. people to be able to do something with the book and not just read it and have good – you know, warm and fuzzy feelings. I wanted them to be able to take the, the things we talk about in the book and apply them to their life um, immediately. So those are, the, those are the books that I'm working on right now. I have another one coming out in March called uh, Creating Culture, where I, where I teach about creating a great culture for your organization because everybody knows what it's like to go and work at a job that you hate. And most yes. of the time, it's not because of the work itself. It's because of the environment. And so yes. I, I teach about how to create a great environment. Yes. Did you cover that? You know, sometimes I think I've read something that when people hate their job, it's not necessarily the job itself that they hate, but possibly their colleagues or their managers. Yeah. Listen to this. This is a great statistic. It just came out um, by the Harvard Business Review. And they said that when people leave their jobs, 75% said they quit their boss. They didn't quit yes. their job. So yeah. that, that tells you everything you need to know right there. Bad leadership yeah. creates a terrible environment. So that's something I hit heavily on in the book. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, you know, just sort of going back to your second book. Um, <laughs> now, you said, just remind me the title again, because I still have, two years later, I still have baby brain. Um, <laughs> no problem. It's called A Clear View. Okay, and, it, and, it, and the subtitle is Unleashing the Power of a Positive Self-Image. Right, okay. So while, whilst you were talking about it before, it was then sort of ringing you know, bells in my head. Um, because I don't know if you listened to the previous episode that I did where I was chatting with another lady. And I did a secret announcement 
which I guess today I'm going to do another secret announcement, which awesome. is making it not even a secret anymore. But hey, um, so as we're going in the run up to the end of the year, because I can't believe the year end of the year is fast yeah, approaching. No, no. Um, so I'm going to be doing seven, um, a seven part episode or a seven part series on on child abuse. Mm. Um, so and so basically what the, that episodes the episodes are going to cover so the first one's just so you know understanding child abuse you know how to identify it what it is you know um and i'm having sort of like two expert lawyers from two different countries you know coming to give their um about it and then you know the next episode would be uh you know sort of how to get justice um and then the remainder of five episodes will be covering you know the five stages of grief now, mm. so as you were saying, you know, um, you know, getting a positive self-image, I now what was going through my mind is now if someone has been subject to abuse, sometimes there's a lot of mental problems associated with, with it that they don't necessarily feel their self-worth. They might feel that, you know, maybe they've done something wrong or maybe they deserve what happened to them. So wanted to read your book like do you feel that your book would be able to address those type of um, situations to help them absolutely absolutely and that's you know I, I talk about a lot of traumas in the book because you know when somebody goes through trauma if you break if you break the mind up into just three quick categories you, you or four I should say but you have one that's the essential self it's who we really are and then yes. you've got you've got three parts to our minds, and, and it's this is rudimentary, okay? But you've got you know you've got the the manager side that is always mm. trying to manage. You know that's the one that's that's waking you up in the morning, telling you you have appointments, and and mm. and that's the one that that's the the really adult and professional side of us all, right? Yes. And then and then we have the trauma side to us where most people it's deep in your subconscious and most people bury that they bury it really deep yes. and they don't want to yes. talk about their pain. They don't want to talk about their fears. They don't want to talk about the things that make them uncomfortable. And so what, when we suppress that, what happens is we become like a little child. Yes. And if someone buds up against that, I may have experienced trauma when I was nine years old, which I personally did. I, I experienced trauma when I was five years old. I experienced trauma when I was 11, but I can identify them and talk about them clearly to you. Mm. And so when you experience trauma you and somebody buds up against that, you may revert back to your 11-year-old self. Mm. And, and what we have to do is we have to become consciously aware of what's going on in our subconscious, but most people don't want to do that. Then there's a third part of us that you can refer to, and this isn't my model, by the way, this is, this is some psychologists' models, is the firefighter approach where mm. um, what happens, so the trauma comes up, and so this is where addictive behaviors are because there's a firefighter in us all that goes, yes. okay, addictive behavior, I may turn to one of the 10 major addictions in society. It could be, you know, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be uh, competition it could even be success it could be sex it could be um, um, just any any addiction video games are a huge addiction now where people mm. use that to kind of push push against the trauma and, and talking yes. about that trauma because they want to mask it and adults are really good at even using the manager side of our brain to control 
the effects yeah. of the firefighter. So instead of doing drugs, you know, we use alcohol and, may, and maybe we don't drink as much. We know how to manage it, but it's still covering the essential self, which trauma keeps us from being the best of our essential self. So do I think the book can help? Yes, absolutely. And the biggest thing I talk about in that, in that book is, is being authentic and being, mm. being true. And, and, you know, things aren't as bad to talk about. Once you talk about it and you accept it yourself that things happen to you, and some of them are our faults, but majority of the things that happen to us, they just happen. And, and there's nothing we could have done to stop it. There's nothing we could do about it. And so once we learn to have proper conversations with ourselves, it sounds like we're crazy, right? When we talk to ourselves, but we, <laughs> we, we need to, because that's where complete honesty and authenticity from the inside, that's where our essential self lives. And yes. so if we can have those honest conversations then we can be the best of who we are. And that's, you know, when you find people who've gone through trauma, like you're talking about abuse, what a terrible, awful thing. Yeah. But a person who learns to be authentic in that really ends up because they've been through so much hardship, they end up having the greatness of life in, in ways that most people who haven't gone through trauma experience. And yeah. so it can be that, you know, the greatest darkness then becomes your greatest light. But most people yeah. don't know how to do that. And so good for you. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm going to recommend that every one of my clients listens to your series. I think that's going to be fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, see, when you were saying what you were saying about the difference, it, you know, it sort of triggered something that I've read about recently. Um, most people know about multiple personality disorders. Um, but then recently I read something where they're saying that actually it's not multiple personality disorder. It's a dissociative identity disorder where your one personality has dissociated. So, you know, you've got your anger, your childlike bit, your, you know, kind of like the incredible Hulk. You know, when yep. you're angry, instead of you to be in one and deal with it, that angry side of you just comes out. Or, you know, something that, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, totally. And so when you were describing it, it just reminded me of, you know, of what I had read about, you know, sort of how, you know, our different personalities, um, mm -hmm. you know, make us, um, you know, up as one, as one whole, um, right. you know. And I was actually, I remember having a chat with one of my friends, um, she's slightly older than I am, um, and she works in mental health, um, and she was saying that, you know, she's come across, you know, some people definitely do have, you know, quote-unquote multiple personalities or, um, or like they say, dissociative personalities, that's very much like that too. And please, I'm not, I hope I, nobody takes offense with the, you know, the analogies that I'm using, but it's very Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Is it Mr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde? No, you had it. You had it. You had, you were spot on. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's like, you know, two different identities living, you know, in one because, you know, the trauma has been so, and like, this was what the other guest in, you know, in the previous episode was saying that, you know, um, you know, it's post-traumatic stress, you know, something has been yes. so extreme that, you know, your personality almost, you know, fractures. Yes, absolutely. We, we all actually have sub-personalities and, and they're not bad. They're a part of who we are and it's, it's yes. 
you know, we learn to adapt, right, in our environments, in different environments, right? I'm, I'm a basketball player. So when I played basketball, um, I had a different demeanor with the basketball guys. I wasn't being inauthentic. It's just when you're when that side of you kicks in, there was a there's a competitive side that yes. I was more in tuned with at that point in time. And then there's other times where I'm with friends at a cafe, you know, drinking cappuccino, and you're just more of that relaxed, chilled outside. And so yeah. we do have that. Where it becomes a disorder is where we live in an alter reality yeah. and, and we begin to hurt ourselves and or others with that, with that um, personality. And so that's where the Incredible Hulk, obviously, you know, has an issue. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and and where where that the the multiple personalities live is is in the the firefighter stage, as I talked about with the brain, mm. where you know we're covering, we're we're trying to protect ourselves. You know that's what yes. masks are. We try to protect ourselves because, you know, all of us have been in uncomfortable situations where, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to be hurt again, and. And that's where, you know, in business, I always talk to salespeople about, you know, fear, doubt, and worry are your greatest killers. Because if you go out and you're told no 10 straight times, that begins to hurt. Now, you can yeah. cover and mask that if you want. Or you can be honest and say, hey, that hurts. Um, but it's not going to stop me from what I want in my essential self. And that is I, yeah. I want to be very successful. And that's part of me. So you got to go back to that essential self and be honest about your feelings. And, and go forward from there. And once people learn to do that, it's a skill set. People have to learn the skills and in, in how to do that. One thing I always ask people to do is journal. Write down your thoughts. Yes. Talk to yourself in your journal. Ask yourself what's going on, you know, in your brain, and and mm. and and then address it. Because once you see it, it's like a it, thoughts become like a cloud going by, um, versus feeling like you are so tied to it. It's like an anchor around your neck. And once people realize it's more like a cloud and not an anchor, then they can move forward, even with thoughts about their history coming back up. Yes. In their mind. Yes. Yes. So tell me now, how does how what are the different bits in your book? Like, how does it, you know, like if let's say for instance, I I wanted to recommend your book, you know, to someone. How you know what are the props of your book? You know, sell your book, be the salesman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the first thing I do is I talk about my story. And certainly, you know, my everybody has a story, right? Yes. Everybody. I mean, if, if I were to say, tell, ask you to tell me your story right now, tell me the goods and bads, and how did you get to where you're at? Oh, my goodness, we're, we're going to go through, and there's going to be these high points and these low points. And so um, I'm no different. And, and my story, it, some people think, is really cool. And I think I think what's cool about my story is I've learned to I've learned to tell it well more than anything yeah. else. I'm, but my story is certainly not just so much better or different than anyone else. But I share my story at the beginning, and then what I do to the readers, I ask the reader to share their story and to write their story out and 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 to be honest with themselves about where they're at and their self-image, because yeah. the, the research shows that 85% of adults have a negative self-image. And, and, mm. and what it is, is people aren't honest with themselves about where they're really at. And so I, yeah. I use the analogy in the book where I say, you know, if you and I were in a car and we went and we got to a car accident, we broke our arms. 
what would we do? We'd immediately go to the hospital. We'd get it set. We'd get it casted. We'd go to physical therapy. We'd make sure it was fixed. But people go through internal trauma, and and they have to instead. They're told by society, you got to be tough. You got to suck it up. You got to be, you got to be tough about you know life is hard, and you just got to be tough. Well, how stupid is that? We would, you know, instead we need to we need to be honest and say this hurts. We need to. It, metaphorically get our trauma set in our life be honest about yeah. it go through the therapy that we need to go through or the coaching or whatever you want to call it to get healthy and whole again and so I ask people to be honest um, and not lie to themselves because we do that on average of a hundred times a day so don't lie to yourself be honest and then I walk them through their their words the words that they use and I, and I ask them to turn up the volume on the words because words create our world and so that's that's the whole there's three sections to the book the first section is basically turning up the volume on your self-talk and and knowing where it comes from and learning to have proper yeah. conversations with yourself because because our value in ourselves you can you can see clearly the value we put on ourselves based upon the words that we use so i use, i used to use yeah. three words when talking about myself I, I would call myself fat, mm. ugly, and stupid. Well, what would happen is I would act out as a fat, ugly, and stupid person. Well, that didn't do well for me or for society. So I ended up on a jail yeah. cell floor because I was destructive. It just completely destructive to myself and to others. Not only that, but I used to beat myself. I'd burn myself. I cut myself. Um, there, there were just destructive behaviors because I felt worthless. So. So I turn the volume up on that and, and on words and the power of words and the power of self-talk. Then I go into confidence and how mm. confidence is not based upon, you know, something great in my ability because we put too much value on what we do and not who we are. So I talk yeah. about how character is what brings, what brings confidence. I, I don't even trust myself most of the time because of my multiple personalities. So what yeah. I try to do is I put my trust in kindness. That if I treat yes. you with kindness, it's going to work. It doesn't mean you're going to always react the way that I want you to react, but it means that kindness always has a return on investment. If I yes. if I treat you with honor, same way. If I am a person of perseverance, if I have good preparation, if I live by character, then I can be confident because character never fails. And then finally, the, that's the second section. Then the last section is on other-mindedness. So learning how to give back, and what I really talk about is how each person has a, a certain set of strengths and gifts in their lives, and that those are the things that fill you up with passion. Those are the things that, you know, the people who live in their strengths and find a vocation in them, they, yeah. they just wake up and live. They don't work, and that's what I've learned to do in my life, to wake up and live and not work. And, and what yeah. I found is people who live there, their gifts are a gift to the world. And so yes. if, I have, if I have a gift and you give me a gift and you say, hey, give this to our friend. Let's just call a person Rennie. You say, hey, give, give this to Rennie. And, yeah. and, I, and I give, you give me the gift and I don't give it to him. And yeah. I keep it for myself because you told me, you know, it's a nice watch. And I'm like, ooh, I want that watch, you know. And I don't give it away. Then that mm. makes me a thief. And yes. so I challenge people to say, your gifts are such so important to the world 
that you must give them with other mindedness to serve others because your gifts are actually a service to the world. And when you live yeah. there, your time then in business, especially capitalism, your, your time can become worth $5,000, an hour, and people will pay top notch to be around a person who lives in their gift. So um, I don't know if that sells the book, but that is a brief synopsis of, of what the book covers. That's amazing. Like, I'm speechless. I don't even know what to use other than amazing. Thank you. It is amazing. It's just amazing. Um, and it's just sort of, no, I don't know if nice is the word that I'm looking for, but, you know, for lack of a better word, I'll just say it's nice that you were willing to open yourself out and give, you know, something that the reader can relate to with regards to your own experience, you know, because sometimes, you know, if you do it very clinical and the person who, who's reading can't relate to you, right. then they're like, this person doesn't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you a funny, quick funny story is when I first started writing the book, I have a, I have extensive background in psychology and sociology. So um, I started writing the book and I'm, I'm using, I'm talking about the effects of narcissism and self, uh, excuse me, self debilitating beliefs and, you know, yeah. I'm talking about trauma. I'm talking about all this stuff. And it was funny because I'm a practical person. So yeah. it's, it's taken me 15 solid years in my life to overcome my own negative self-image. And I'm reading through my book. I was reading through the manuscript. And, and here's what I said to myself. This book sucks. <laughs> and I was like, I need to change this. this no one's going to relate to this. And so what I did was I, I just, I actually crapped most of the book and I threw it away and I started over and I said, I just want to speak from my heart. So I spoke from my heart to go, this is not easy. And I, I don't, I don't, I tell the reader over and over again, this is not easy to do. I, I promise you there's going to be challenges, but I do give them, you know, things like, accountability or, or um, relationships are so important to us when overcoming this. It, it would be yeah. you and I are friends and I, and I can call you and say, yeah. Hey, I am, I'm having a tough day. You know, my mind is playing yeah. tricks on me and they, and then they can, you know, you could remind me, Michael, you're, you're a great person. You're a person who loves people. You're a person who wants to help the world. And then you remind me of who I am, but those are disciplines yes. we have to put in place so we can live our best life. And so, yes. so that's, that's just a quick story to say, I, I, at first I was writing like this big academic smart person. And I was like, when did I get so smart? I need to just be real and tell people, you know, what it really takes to overcome this. And then hopefully they find their own tools as well. And other things that work for them. I, it's certainly not comprehensive in the sense that, you know, the book doesn't cover every possible tool. It's just more of my journey. Yes. And I pass on my, my things and hopefully people find their own way and, and I can just be somebody that's there cheering them on. Yes. Yes. I think what I found that's resonating is that it involves a lot of talking. It's a lot of talk therapy. Either you know talking to yourself and you know, I mean I watched the first time I watched what was it called now with Gabriel Union? What's that thing called again? Um hmm. 
I haven't watched TV in such a long time that I forgot to leave this new program where she did. And she had like sticky notes on her mirror. So when she wakes up in the morning, um, you know, there's sticky notes with like, you know, confidence booster. I am beautiful. I am smart. And I am, mm-hmm. you know, those sort of things, right? So, you know, a lot of talk therapy, yeah, you know, you will tell yourself that you are all these things, you know, mm-hmm. you're a kind person, you're a great person, you're a great mm-hmm. friend, you're honorable. And you just remind yourself that. And then as an extra, it's nice when you then have someone while you're, like you said, you're having a bad day and no amount of self-talk is helping. And then you get someone else who you actually do trust. Mm-hmm. But Michael, you're a great man. You're a kind man. You know, you're a you're a dad. And you know, that, I think, is worth more than any amount of medication in it up you someone on Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, can you <laughs> you still hear me? Okay, I can. Okay, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. And that I, I totally agree with that. And it is, you know, w- you know the the one thing I don't know if you've heard of Brene Brown. She's she's wrote a book called Daring Greatly, which is fantastic. It talks about connection and how important connection is for all of us. Yeah, and and how. Um, that more than anything, feeling connected in relationships and being intimate is what we all want. You know, at the end of the day, everybody wants intimacy. We want to be authentic. Nobody wants to hide. I I know every person in the world has experienced a time where they get into an awkward situation with people and they're feeling really sheepish and weird and they, and they leave and maybe they acted like somebody they weren't to just try to fit in for a short period of time and they hate themselves afterwards. Because their essential yes. self is saying, no, you're fine just the way you are. You don't need to put on masks and airs. And everybody wants to live there. But because they're yes. not intimate with themselves or with, with anyone else, they don't know how. And that's, that's where real, real freedom lies is, mm-hmm. you know, is when you have complete intimacy with yourself and with others and you don't have to put on airs and that's one thing I love about your show is you're j- it, this is a real environment, right? And, and there's, and there's, it's great. And, and I tell you, you know, I've, I've been in corporate America. I've been in corporate situations so much in my life. And one thing that, that I always wanted to do was be real and not beat yes. around the bush and all these unspoken rules that people live by. I don't, I don't honestly dress the part. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I don't fit the part, um, but, but what I do is I care about people. And so when I go into a situation, I look at trying to help them alleviate their problems. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> she's so cute. Sounding. Oh, is that my little human? Because yeah, she's, she's left her, she's left his scooter now. Oh, nice. Oh, she's, she's practicing. She's practicing because I really think she's going to start doing uh, loads of yapping very soon. So I'm kind of like, you know what? let's just cherish the silence for now because seriously, I, I think it's going to be like a tap is turned on. Yeah. Like seriously, that's what it's just. I just, I just, had, I just had that feeling. That's going to be like a tap is turned on. She turns to. And she's just going, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I had a friend, I was like, she's, you know, when I'm on the phone, right? So I, because I've got a really bad reception at home. And so I do a lot of internet calls. So she then gets, she doesn't really like me being on the phone. She gets jealous, right? 
So I'm having on a you know voice a video chat with my friend. Yep, 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 yep. And then she comes. She goes hello. And then she smells as a friend. And then she goes bye bye. And she just presses the red button. Oh. And then she presses the red. She the red, but she goes all done. Oh, that's awesome. That so she's like, awesome. you're taking too long on the phone. <laughs> it's like it's my turn now. Yeah, Time for a conversation with me. <laughs> then she would just go all done. Always someone comes visits and then she's getting tired of the person. She'd be like, bye bye now. And then when the person is walking to the door, she would literally slam the door shut. Oh. Isn't that right? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Because I know exactly. I used, I used to work from home. And we have an office now. Yes. But I used to work from home. And you know, the funniest thing with kids is you get on a call with a client or, you know, a, a podcast or, or anything. And that's at that moment is when they die for your attention, where they just, they, all of a sudden, you know, they would come into my office. So my clients are actually really cool with it where they because i would tell them ahead of time hey, i'm working from home if the kids come in you're gonna have to you know deal with it and they were all real cool so they learned their names and um zayden yeah. would come sit on my lap and they would talk to him and uh, it's, it's just fantastic but they're but again going back to that realness is that's real life you know we, we're all going through it. if we mass that and put that to the side and we start to compartmentalize everything and i'm not saying there's not appropriate things for appropriate situations but you know, yes. if we compartmentalize every part of our life, well, pretty soon we we be compartmentalized in our relationships and our intimacy, and then and then we block ourselves off from what we really want in life. And that's that's for me what I want to help. I want to help people realize that you know, in business, especially where where's where I do most of my work, yes. is that if you if you just live from the best of who you are. Yeah. And whatever you do will be successful. That that's a yes. fact. Now, mm. I don't think that a person who's meant to be a psychologist should try to be a steel worker. And I don't think a mm. person who's meant to be a steel worker should try to be a medical doctor. I, I don't yeah. think we should force ourselves into positions. I think we need to find out what it is that that best suits us and go into that. And then again, your gifts will they'll make a way for you and in in a economic system that fits that you will be successful you will have all the money and the wealth and the resources that you need but most importantly you'll be the best of who you are and that's that's what i'm so passionate about yes no no definitely i i, I totally i totally you know get it i think you know for me you know i can i can actually see myself well, hopefully at some point in the future i'll have some amazing say you know what, i'm going to sponsor this podcast and you know make it you know uh, financially viable but you know growing up you know my dad um you know he was working from home as well and so for me that was my inspiration for you know from when i was a teenager where i said to myself i would actually like to do the same when i have kids you know work from home because you know you get to build relationships with your children and you know the things that are important um to you because you can imagine you know you spend an hour an hour and a half traveling to wherever your workplace is and then the same amount of time coming back home and then you spend eight hours at work or nine hours at work that's literally the whole day gone when do you spend time with anyone who's important to you yeah, right. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Well, you spend three hours when 
three hours maybe when you get home and then they are and then they're in bed and yeah. then you go and you do it all over again what if you have a late night at the office or yeah you know, that's for me like like nobody in my organization we have 10 people in our organization i don't have work hours for anybody they come in when they want and, and if they have a doctor's appointment you know go to your doctor's appointment if you guys want to take a day and, and go see a ball game or whatever go because I, I for me at the end of the day if you if you produce the results I don't care <laughs> you know as long as you do it with character I don't care how you get it done I don't care if you work at 11 o'clock at night it doesn't bother me yeah but the most important thing and my dad taught me this so you're talking about dads my dad gave me the greatest advice in business yeah and it stuck with me I was all nervous because I, you know, I was a suit and tie guy um, back in the day. And I'm going into corporate America. And my dad says to me, before I leave the house on my first day, yeah. he says, Michael, if you take care of people, money takes care of itself. Yes. And, and that to me is what I ended up doing. So even when I got into the training business, as you're talking about, you know, doing, um, doing ads through your podcast, which I think is a fantastic idea. Is, is all you got to do is tell people you're going to produce results and the results really don't come the way they think they will because at the end of the day if you take care of people and you help people find their best and you encourage people you know the average person only gets one encouraging word a week if you can be that person that stands yeah. out you can really ask for whatever you want want because the results will be there yeah so so that's what I've found in my business is my time has become so much more valuable that now the, the asking price to have me in for a day is just so much higher. It's not because it's not because I want to, you know, I just want to be rich, although I'd yes. rather have money than not, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, what they're getting is tremendous value because, because they know I care about them and I, I put myself in their shoes and try to help them get what they want out of life and nothing's yeah. more valuable than that yeah. so money's just a, a secondary thing when it's all yeah wow it's been absolutely absolutely it's like i think do i need to say one more time absolutely three times amazing having you on the show absolutely yeah, amazing great. remind us again so if someone you know is listening to the show and they want to get in touch with you how do yeah. you yeah, sure. So um, you can type this in your email. It's info at mainstreamls.com. So L as in Lima, S as in Sam.com, um, which stands for Mainstream Life Solutions. We are changing our name to the Mainstream Leadership Network, but right now we're, we're in migration. So bear with us. Um, we'll still get your email. Or you can get on our website, www.mainstreamls.com. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback. We, we get emails from people all over the world, and we just love it. We, we really do respond to emails. So don't think you're going to be stuffed away if you email us. Yeah. The emails are free. So, <laughs> so shoot out the emails. If you have questions, we'll get back to you. And, um, so that's that's the main two ways they can get a hold of us, and and uh, on the website there's other contact info, and um, and I'd love if anyone wants a speaker, whether they're in the UK or 
if you're in um, um, Egypt or America, you know, I, I love to speak, so I'd come in and do a speak for you. So, you're great. Okay. <laughs> no, first, are you not on Twitter? How can you not be on Twitter? Twitter's I am. I'm on Twitter. It's, it's Twitter, Twitter. Oh, yeah. That's, see, I'm glad you reminded me. See, this, this is why I have a, a public relations director, because I'm terrible at this. Is um, I'm at Twitter at Mainstream LS. It's at Mainstream LS. And then on LinkedIn, I, I do a lot on LinkedIn. I write an article every week, you know. So um, it's LinkedIn. I'm Michael B. Ross on LinkedIn. And then we have a Facebook page and all that. I just, honestly, I, I post things and then the director of public relations puts them out. I just am not very good at that. So thanks for reminding me. You're awesome. No, that's fine. Because I find, you see, for me, I hate emails, right? Like my inbox just gets filled, you know, so much. You just like, ah, oh. you know, I just leave my inbox like my calendar. So when I see people's name at the top, it just means that that's the latest thing that I need to do. And then the bottom is stuff that I'm supposed to have done, I've probably not done. Whereas I find that Twitter is good for communicating with people. You know, yes. you build new relationships, you know, so I'm like, oh, hello, and you just start conversation. And it just feels like you're chatting with your new friends that you've just, you've just met. Yeah, I'm going to add you right now. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. So it's at the Today one. So that's I-Y-A-Y-E-E. I found you. Oh, perfect. Oh, yes, you can also use my name as well. Okay, so I am following you right now. Boom. Perfect. Thank you very much. Okay, yes. so any last words for everybody before we call it today? Everybody, just find out who you are and what you're meant to do and go do it. Okay. Remind us again, Baby Brain. What was that book called? <laughs> Your one? Yep, A Clear View. Unleashing the power of a positive self-image. Perfect. Thank you very much for coming on the Shagilala Salami Show. And I hope you'll consider coming again sometime soon because I do love it when people come back. It makes me feel good. You know, you know, we authors, we, we, we love our egos being stroked, right? And I am not an exception, okay? I'm an attention whore. Like, stroke my ego and tell me how fabulous I am. It just makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shameless. I will say it as it is. Okay, so you know, I hope you will, you will come. You know, you will, you will come back again sometime soon. I would love to. Thank you so much. All right, then. Speak to you soon. Now, bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.